welcome to the Podcock PCAST. I'm your host, the only Tyler Peacock. Joining me for another UFC pay-per-view preview is Westside Tommy. What's happening, dude? What's going on, my man? I don't know. Just trying to get through this uh, this hazy smog that the Canadians are sending down here. That's not the only thing they sent down here, but uh, yeah, it's kind of weird, isn't it? A couple MLB games have been canceled because of this. Well, I a, I, yeah, I go mean, ahead. I mean, I feel bad, but I, I don't feel like it's a fair trade-off. We're sending them a, a pay-per-view, and they're sending the smog and smoke back. So Yeah, yeah, but they they have given us Celine Dion, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. They have. Uh, so I guess uh, it did work out for us. Um, UFC 289 <laughs> <laughs> is upon us here this Saturday. Uh, we're going to... That's a, a shorter card. We're going to get to it in a little bit, but as tradition, um, I still don't understand if we really have uh, reconciled our scale here. But uh, it's kind of a one through five scale. Tommy, one through what? five gloves. Five gloves. That's what we're going with. Five okay. gloves. That's in. That's in pen. Then that's, that's in it. pen. That that's it. Five gloves. All right. So five being like you're you're going all out. Uh, if we rate it a five, that means invite invite the boys over, the wives, girlfriends. Uh, we're getting mm-hmm. all, all the best food, mm-hmm. bl- blowing a big party out. One, okay. One is, you know, like, you know, completely pass on it. And uh, if if you hear about something uh, the next day, try to try to find it on on the line or wait for it to replay on ESPN Plus like a week or two after the fact. Uh, so I guess the long way around to set this up, um, where would you rate this one? A 1.5 gloves. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of with you. Like I, <laughs> I, I, I will watch up until uh, the prelims go off television. And then, I mean, I like a couple of the fights on the, the main card, but it's just, I, I think you already said this to me when our private conversation uh, last week or earlier this week, like this is this might be, it is so far it might be the worst pay per view of the year the UFC's given us. Oh, by far this 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 pay per view is trash. Um, <laughs> it's trash. Like, hey, their fight nights are way better. Um, yeah, it's, just, it's, it's bad. Now we'll say this: like the Darius and Oliveira fight, it, it, it's going to be a, a pretty good one. Yeah. Um, and, then, and there's a, there's there's two or three fights we'll talk about. But overall, this stinks, man. This thing. I can't believe that they're sending this to Canada. This is what this is what we think of Canada. Apparently, and like I, we only have eleven fights looking like it's going to make the the card here. Oh, that's right now. I mean, it could be down to ten or nine. Yeah, depending on like you know late injury or uh, a missed weight or anything like that. Or Illness, yeah. Yeah, physical not being passed, yada yada. But um, I don't know. I think this is only going to be twelve or thirteen fight card. But to me, it's like I I think it's got to be like a visa issue. You know what I mean? It's it's hard to send. I mean, Vancouver's pretty far away um, as it is. But to me, I feel like if this was in anywhere in the United States, it'd be easier to put together a couple of makeup fights right away. And, and get a guy on a plane and but with the visa and all that stuff, I feel like it's a little more challenging for them to fill out the card. So um, I do know this. 
early prelims has two scheduled fights. Um, I'm not excited about either of them. We'll talk about them here in a sec, but man, they're going to do a lot of filler time if they're going to try to keep their their uh, window on a uh, fight pass and ESPN Plus here. Like, you know, it starts at yeah. seven, and these fights, I don't know, they could take five minutes combined if they're quick finishes. So I don't know. Well, you know, we get spoiled because the UFC, especially ever since COVID and then when they found their own Apex and uh, at their headquarters, we've been spoiled. I mean, they're throwing how many fight cards every every year now? About over 30? Well, I think, I mean, I think we're about to hit a, or last week. I think we're hitting the start of a 16 weekend straight nonstop UFC. So, I mean, that, I mean it's insane that they can do this. Um, so, I guess you're going to have to expect one of these, right? Yeah, uh, I'm not, I mean, I'm not mad. Like I said, I, I'll probably watch the the regular prelims. I mean, but who in the who in their right mind is buying this shit this weekend? I don't know. I, I tell I mean, you, what, I there's tell other you what ways to watch it, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. There's you know, if you want to do it in a nefarious way, I'm not going to judge. Uh, we are really killing any kind of UFC sponsorship deal right now, though. If they listen to this. Like, yeah, you, I don't want to lie to people, though. But but you got to be honest. And, and Dana knows. I mean, Dana will probably lie. He probably put a spin on it. This um, is a great card. I'm telling well, you. Well, when you know, you don't know who you don't know and who you know. And but let's be. I mean, there's contender series and tough guys that they could put on. It's just, it's just the back card. Now, with that being said, does that mean there couldn't be some crazy finishes or crazy uh, results? No, you never know. You never usually. When you have no expectations, you usually get surprised. So maybe maybe this is the one where we see something, you know? I guess, I guess that's true. Uh, let's jump into this thing like we traditionally do. We start at the bottom of the card, work our way to the main event. Bottom up, baby. Let's yeah, go. We talk about every fight, yada, yada. So there's two fights on the early prelims, like I said. First fight of the night in the women's strawweight division. We got a Romanian, Diana Belbita. Uh, going up against a Brazilian here, Maria Oliveira, both women. Uh, it's an even money fight. Um, Belbita minus 117 on Barstool, Oliveira minus 107. So it's it's even money across the board. Dude, I don't know either of these two ladies. It's a, it's a pass on the watch. It's a pass on gambling for me. But if you have anything on this one, the floor is yours. I have nothing on this. I have watched both of them fight. Okay. But I will we'll do a little trivia. One of their names, one of them, their nicknames is Spider Girl. Who do you think it is? Probably the Brazilian. You're damn right. Way All to right. go. You're, you're one to know. That All is right. Spider Girl. The other girl has some whack-ass name like Warrior Princess. Xenia, uh, huh? Yeah. I mean, hey, they could put her on the card this week and we would watch. <laughs> is she dead or is Ch- China's dead? China's China. dead. Though. China's dead. How dare you? Is Xenia's Xenia, whatever her name is, she's still around? I think it's Xena, but us Ohio Zena. people always say Xenia because of the Xenia yeah. Ohio. So. Yeah. She, she wasn't an F5, though. She was an F3 or two. But That's true. Uh, uh, okay, here's here's an angle on this. If Oliveira wins, does, does both Oliveira's win on the card? The the Oliveira double <laughs> double scoop? I Yeah, Over- I guess. I mean, you could try to fire that one off. They're not related in any no, means. But still. Yeah. Weird I've, things. Uh, yeah, I've, I've bet on dumber things. So, I mean, they both might, are Brazilian. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that might uh, that might be a, a nice two-legger to, 
to just daisy chain together. I don't know. Like, I, will, so- I, will, I will say this. This girl, this Oliveira girl, um, she's actually – she fought our, our girl, uh, Baby Shark, to a decision. Yeah. She right. lost. She uh she fought that only that fans only girl the only fan girl that you uh you were smitten with the other week or two ago, she went to decision with her. So I mean, she has seven knockouts. She's been submitted twice. The other girl's been submitted four times, but has eleven finishes, and I think she has seven or eight knockouts. She has six knockouts and four. The girl from Romania. This is a pass for me, but maybe you'll get a finish here. Who knows? I don't know. This this fight sucks. I we're not we're not seeing a champion here. I don't think. No. One last thing for me. We'll move on. Yeah, yeah. Let's I go think I think with the line, I think you guys mm-hmm. the card. Well, but being a tight line, that that that, that you're right. But yeah. but well, I'd even look at it. I'm guessing the juice on the uh on the it's probably minus three four hundred. Probably, to go. but it, it could be a little parlay starter for you if you were wanting to do that. I'm not going to do that, but I, I, when it gets to that, sometimes I almost want to eat a half a unit and take it that doesn't go the distance, you know? Yeah, uh, I'm just saying both, yeah. both seem to have a, 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 a finish background to winning their fights, but uh, this line being so close, I think, you know, it screams, well, screams card. Yeah, I I think I think both girls here need a win um, just to get some some traction because they both look like they're maybe two wins or three wins in their last five. Then they both are not very hot right now. Uh, So, yeah, I think we both pass on this one. I wouldn't even bet on it. There's nothing for me to bet on. So, yeah, let's go. All right, to the flyweight, the final early prelim uh, fight of the card here. Uh, Top 10 guy here uh, from. from the check here, mm-hmm. uh, David Dvorak, he's number 10 in the flyweight rankings. Uh, he will take on Steven Ersieg, I believe is how that's uh, pronounced. Uh, e, um, E-R-C-E-G. Yeah, Ersieg. That's what I'm going to go with. Anyway, Dvorak, uh, minus 295. Uh, Steven on the other side on the take back, plus 225, according to Barstool. Um, yeah, I, I, I guess you go with the top 10 guy. Again, not familiar with either fella here. Uh, do you have anything on this one? Yeah, uh, Dvorak's not a bad fighter, man. Not a bad fighter at all. He's uh, he's had some bad luck. His last two fights, he's lost. And they both went to decision, but he fought two good dudes. He fought um, Manuel Cape, uh, who's like eighteen and six, and then he fought uh, another. He fought a Brazilian that's nineteen four and one. So this guy's fought two really tough dudes and just came on the short end of the stick. I he had he before that he won three or four in a row. I've watched this guy fight. He's 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 not a bad fighter. He, he's actually pretty decent. Top ten maybe is that what they have him at? He's tenth according to the yeah, website. I would, yeah, I would say ten to fifteen is where he probably should be. And the guy he's fighting, they're bringing him in. He's from Australia. He's never fought in the UFC. He has six submissions in his nine wins. And a knockout. Um, but I just think this is one where this dude, I'm looking at their uh, their fights and looking at their history, how David loses this fight. He's minus 295-ish. If you can find him a little lower on the money line, definitely a, a two-team parlay builder with this guy. 
I'm gonna. Right. He has to win. Yeah, he has to win this fight. He's lost two tough fights. I, I don't see how he loses unless we get some crazy finish. Remember last week, those two crazy dudes from that was it Pakistan or Tajikistan? What was that place called? Tajikistan. Yeah, I remember the one knocked out the Australian, and he was mm-hmm. losing. Unless we get something weird like that, where this Australian comes in and gets a weird finish, I just don't see how David loses. Definitely too much. Minus two ninety five on the money line is what I saw him last. I would definitely two team parlay. I'm putting them on it. All right, uh, we'll go to the prelim portion of the card now. Uh, we'll start in the featherweight division. Canadian Kyle Nelson, a two to one underdog, will take on American Blake Builder minus two fifty. Uh, the favorite here. I think you know where I'm going, but I'm interested. Oh, I know where I know where you're going. It's a this is a blind weasel bet for you. Go ahead and tell us what you like. Okay, all right. It's just Blake, Blake the Builder, as I call him, instead of Bob the Builder, Blake Builder. Mm-hmm. Um, I like this guy. He's uh, a contender series guy. I tickler filed him last year during the contender series. I think he's a one and in the UFC, maybe two and zero, but uh, definitely bet him. Um, I think he's one and zero. Definitely bet him the well, first he's, time. He's, He's two and zero with counting contender series, yeah. Yeah, uh, but one and zero in gambling opportunities. He, he yeah. cash for me, and uh, you know my horse is in the stable. I will ride them until it's time to not. So uh, uh, I'll put Blake on a parlay. Um, I might take him by finish. He's only got one knockout, four submissions, but I think Kyle Nelson might be right to be taken apart here. So I might take Blake by finish. Uh, and just hope that he uh, continues to impress. So that's where I'm at. Blake, uh, Blake Builder, lay lay it on a parlay or, or uh, find a prop you like. That's what I say. How say you? Well, so you're going against the guy they called the monster. Yeah, but this is Blake is like the animal, L animal. So <laughs> who who was monster and animal? Well, oh, here's the same. I. <laughs> I'm with you. I think Blake, I like the way Blake fights. He fought an Australian last match, his last match. It was a, it was a good fight. I think it went to the decision. It did. Um, but Blake, you know, Blake looked, he looked pretty good. I like Blake. This Kyle Nelson, he needs to win. He His last five going in, three losses, been KO'd and subbed, and then he had a draw. So he has one win, last five going in, but he has fought some dudes he fought that Jaw Herbert guy from England who's pretty slick. Lost decision. Got knocked out by Billy Q. Love Billy Q. Yeah, so I, I think this is a spot where Nelson has to win. He has nine finishes, but he's been finished three times. He's 13-5-1. and one. I don't – I mean, this card's hard for me to bet a lot. of. There's hardly anything for me to bet. Blake's minus 240. Do you buy – you like it by decision or by finish? What did you just say? Well, I think he gets. I think he'd kind of hedge. I think you okay. could play money line on a parlay. Okay, and, yeah, definitely. And, and yep. then find the find a finish prop. Like I said, four submissions, that. one knockout, and in, in his uh, his wins. But I think Kyle might be kind of a can. So I think Blake could get him out of there. So side bet that. Yeah, I. It's one of those fights where I and we're in Canada, right? So I want to see how the Canadian fighters fight because we've piggybacked Brazilians, we piggybacked uh, guys from Great Britain and Wales when they're over there, and, and uh, Scotland, and then we've piggybacked uh, when they're in France. So this is in Canada. So Kyle Nelson, the monster, has got a shot to, to get these fans going. Um, I'm with you. I, I would be on Blake's side, but I mean, I 
I'm not probably going to pull the trigger, but I'm with you. I like I like Blake, uh, the way he's fighting. So we'll see. Uh, Nelson has a little reach advantage, but he, like you said, maybe this is a can fight or – yeah, I'm with you. Gun to the head, I'm taking Blake. All right, we'll move on to the bantamweight division here. Another Canadian fighting in his home country. Uh, Eamon Z- Zahabi. Zahabi. I think that's what it is. Uh, he is uh, minus 107, and he's going up against a Chinese guy. I'm calling him Chinese Prince. I will give the people what they want, and I will try to say this one name, name, if that makes sense. But I'm going to try to break it up into two names. I'm going to go with Aor Queeling. 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 Aor Queeling. That's what I'm going to say. Aor Queeling. How do you feel about that? He's minus can- 117, by the way. Well, he's called the Mongolian murderer. Oh, Jesus um, Christ. <laughs> really? Yeah, he's a Mongolian murderer, and he's um he's 24-9. <laughs> we see this a lot in these Chinese fighters. They have a lot of fights in them. Uh, he's Dude, 24. They, yeah, this guy could be 19 or 37 years old. I don't know either. He's they like don't 20. age. He's 29, and he's got 30-some fights in He's um, right in the right in the middle of my age bracket. I put him in. Yeah, so, he has yeah. eight. Well, he's a flyweight, flyweight. So you think this fight would be entertaining? The flyweights usually get at it. Uh, uh, maybe this, this yeah. is Bantam. Did he move Does up? It? Yeah. Uh, I don't know because they have him as a flyweight. Let me see. It's not a catchweight fight, is it? Uh, the UFC website says Bantam. So. Yeah. Well, well, our boy, our boy from Canada, the Muslim guy from Canada, he is Bantam. So okay. it looks like maybe our guy's is fighting up from China. He might be. Yeah. Um, the thing about this guy, he has eight knockouts, never been knocked out, been submitted twice, only one submission. Still only has nine finishes and 24 wins. His last five going in, he has two knockouts. Um, the Mongolian he, murderer does? Yeah, the, the Mongolian murderer has two knockouts, and he's uh, – well, let me see here. He is uh, – this is the fifth fight that he'll – have in the uh, UFC. He's two and two, but he's on a two fight win streak. Um, is he the guy that won the road to the UFC thing that they did? You know what? He because he kind of looks like. I mean, I don't want to sound racist and say all Chinese people. I, 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 I don't. Looked, I don't. His I don't picture think it's looks okay. It looked familiar. That's all I was meaning. No, because his first fight was uh Usman Masvidal, and there was nothing underneath it that says that that he yeah. entered. So, but anyway. the guy, the guy he's fighting, Zabi. I mean, yeah, Zabi. He's, he's three and two going in. He, uh, he, he looks like there. the law. Uh, what's the reach here? Zabi looks a little bit longer, and in, in the pictures, I probably should have just clicked on it to see the reach advantage. He, he does look longer in the pictures, but he actually has a one inch, one inch reach disadvantage. Wow. But he does. Right. He, he looks. He looks. He looks longer torso. than he is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, I have no idea. I think these guys might throw down. Once uh, Zobby's like thirty-five, the other guy's twenty-nine. I would lean towards the uh, the Chinaman, but I don't know. I I, I want to see what the Canadians do. You know? Yeah, I I I guess I might be a little more reluctant to go with a distance bet or an over. Or uh, to go to the card bet and uh, with the men, but I don't know bantamweights. I like the pace yeah. will be there, but I don't know if the power's there. 
You know what I mean? And I'm not trying to be one of those guys like, oh, these guys, they got pillow hands. They're small. They can't knock each other out. Yada, yada. That's bullshit, especially in the UFC. Yeah, UFC is a little gloves. bit. Yeah, it's a little bit different than the smaller glove. But again, I'm looking at a minus 117, the minus 107, same as the first fight of the night uh, with the women. And I'm that just screams card. Yeah. Just because it's so, so close. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause usually, eyes. Yeah. Usually they let you pick them and then usually get a decision out of it. And when there's, uh-huh. when these lines are tight like this, I, I have no idea, man. I, like I said, this card sucks so bad <laughs> that, like, I don't, cause none of these guys are going to be champs. We're not looking at champs. We're not looking at, are we looking at people champs, you know, like BMFs where people are like, Hey, I like this guy, no matter what his record is, or I like this girl. I, these guys, I mean, they really screwed us hard on this card. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, well, don't give them. I'm not, and uh, don't give them your eighty bucks or seventy five or whatever it is. And we are not ever going to get a sponsorship. Hopefully, we are still uh, maintaining our uh, status in Russia. We, I mean, we're taking off in Russia. <laughs> I haven't got any uh, emails lately, but I'm just assuming that. Uh, we're, we're remaining on top. Do you remember how to say hello last time you said hello to him? And you know what? I don't. Yeah. I, that's, I should probably, uh, that should probably be a statement. Open up. The- open up now on. We open up with greetings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, be on the lookout for uh, the shop where I have a podcast, PCAST Chinese. A Russian nesting dolls. I had Chinese on my mind because of that last fight. Yeah. Terrible, terrible joke. Let's bounce back and move on here. Okay. Uh, women's flyweight bout here. Oh, top goodness. 15. We got a ranked fight here. Miranda right. Maverick, the Mar- the American. Uh, yeah. She's minus 315. Favorite, according to Barstool, uh, going up against a Canadian. Jasmine. Um, let me give this it's one a Joe shot. Joe Vicious. <laughs> yeah, it's it's close. Uh, I think it's... Uh, Jazz, Jezudavicious, Jezudavicious, Jasmine, Jezudavicious. She's captain passes for the New York Giants, man. Penn, Penn State, great. Jasmine, Judavicious, <laughs> uh, plus uh, what two forty five on the take back here. Yeah, um, yeah. Th- okay, so do you like Jasmine's Joe Judavicious, Judavicious here, <laughs> uh, or do you think Miranda's a, a decent sized favorite for a reason? Bro, this card sucks. Every fight sucks right now, right? I don't know. I mean, hey, I will say that Miranda Maverick has fought some, fought some girls, right? She's fought been some around. ladies. You know, she's fought some ladies in her young age. I think she's she's only twenty five. She has some upside to her. She's got seven submissions, one knockout, so eight finishes. Never been finished. Thirteen to four. Her two losses are to the other two young up and coming ladies, Blanchfield and Barber. So, yeah. you would think. Miranda takes care of business, but does she win by submission or does she win by decision? Because I saw by decision was like plus 115 or 130. So that doesn't look bad, does it? Plus 130 on a decision? No. I mean, you take no. her by finish. You'd, you'd, save, you'd save almost 200 points doing that right now. Damn right uh, you will. And but and uh in the over, the over is like a lot of women fights. It's like crazy. The two and a half over two and a half rounds. Yeah, they're like, wrong to us. They're like minus three, four hundred. Uh so they're hard to even put on a parlay builder. 
The other girl, I will say this about the other girl. She's four and one going in, and she's never been finished. So it probably goes to the card then. She's dur- right. sounds sounds like she's durable, but Miranda Maverick uh, probably outclasses her. I guess would be my lean. Yeah, but this this girl, Joe Jurevicious, is four inches taller. She's got a three inch length. I mean, this might be a live dog. I think Miranda Maverick is. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying, like, she's in Canada. She's bigger. She's a taller girl. I mean, Miranda's Miranda's gonna have to earn this one, even though I think Miranda might be with those, you know, Blanchfield and Barber. Those are up and coming fighters that might make some moves in the next year or two. We might see one of those girls in a in an actual. Well, the one one what Blanchfield she beat uh who'd she beat last time? She had a big win. Oh, uh, it was uh, the little was, tomboy uh, chick. What's her name? Yeah, it was the Brazilian, the former champ. Yeah, she beat her. I mean, submitted her, right? Yeah, she choked her out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know. To me, it just feels like this is a this is a fight little up on the card for Miranda, but I don't think the competition's there. I could be wrong. Really? Are you shitting on Joe Jarvis? Well, I'm just looking at the line. She's she's. Yeah, what about if I told you what gym she fights out of? I don't care. She's the she's literally the second biggest favorite behind Nunes on the whole day. I got to You know, I get I start blabbing words, so I got to say it real slow because I don't want to say a racial slur. Oh God, she she's out of Niagara top team. So you could take that where I was gonna go with it. I make sure I say it slowly. Niagara top team, and there's multiple fighters on this card from this great gym I've never heard of. Um, <laughs> Anything top team, you think American top team. So are they like a branch? Do they pay? Is there a fee that goes to American top team? Or is this just anybody that serves top team? I don't know. I, I actually think this Miranda by decision has my interest. But if is that is it too easy to take her by decision? Does he finish the girl? Or does Jasmine win straight up? That, that will be – actually, I, this fight right here is not a bad fight. Well, I know now, you got, now you got me not wanting to touch it, though, but – well, I guess I'll wait till Saturday. I think I think call. Miranda Maverick decision is is intriguing to me. I think Jasmine uh, Joe Jervis will put a fight up, but if she got mm-hmm. submitted, it wouldn't surprise me. I don't think Miranda's gonna ground and pound or knock her out. She only has one, you know, one knockout. So submission is the way she wins if she wins by finish. But Joe Jervis without a note, she has never been finished. So that's what makes me think, hey. Miranda by decision at plus one thirty. All right, that that'll work. Uh, we will go to the final fight of the prelims in the middleweight division. Two ranked fighters here: the twelfth rated Nasserdini Imavov, the Frenchman, uh, minus one fifty nine, going up against the American, my boy, Cincinnati Zone, Chris Curtis. Um, he's a plus one twenty eight dog. You love Imavov, Chris, I do. Imavov, 12th rated, Curtis, 14th ranked in the middleweight. Um, Chris Curtis, this dude, he fights all the time. I think this was, what, a 6th or 7th UFC fight, and he's only been in the he's UFC like, he's like, a he's like years. A, yeah, he's like a pawn shop. You know, he's always open, <laughs> always open for business. Yeah. This guy fights uh, all the time. Interesting. I He, you know, the last time against, uh, uh, what's his Curtis, face? Curtis's Cat, boy. Cat. No, no, no. I'm, looking, yeah. I'm talking about Chris. Yeah. Uh, last time against Calvin, um, on a, on a pay per view. Mm-hmm. Same same spot in the card. 
Kelvin Gastelum, not Calvin. Yeah, yeah. Kelvin Gastelum. Yeah, yep. Good fight, close fight, but I, you know, my boy Chris, I think he lost. Like, I, I think they made the right call. Uh, but can he bounce back here? And where you were gonna go with it? Yeah, yeah. Was... I'm sorry. Yeah, I thought that's go. where you were gonna go. Yeah, no, go, go ahead. ahead. It would the Strick Strickland already beat this Amov Amov of God, the French. Uh... Yeah, Sean and him and Chris, same gym. They're boys. Yeah. So does, I guess if you're handicapping this, Chris is a small dog. Does he have the answers to the test here? Or is it just a completely different matchup? That's what you got to handicap here. You know, I hate I hate the French. They always give up. <laughs> look at look at they just give up. They're they're quitters in life. And so we're not gonna be number one trending in France. And I don't I mean, I'm sorry. Um, but they're quitters. Uh, our, maybe, our, our Russian ratings just went through the roof with that, though. So, well, I mean, gone, gone. <laughs> I mean, I've never seen a guy so scared to piss his boots like Gone did with John Jones. Uh, and then even that 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 French monster girl, Ferrat or whatever the heck her name was, she took an ass pounding the last time she fought. I think so. Like, I don't trust the French as far as I can throw them. Gun to the head. I'm taking Curtis. I know he likes to fight. I know he wants to be there. What do you think about Curtis and Strickland's new uh, podcast? Wild. I mean, <laughs> it's everything you thought it'd be. Strickland, like, he's a maniac. He's too much sometimes, but he he's he's intriguing. And it's like I I feel like if they had like a, a actual producer that could get on the mic and step in and like try to keep him both sides of the road or inside the white lines mm -hmm. ruin it. it's all over the place you're right they should call it adhd or something because it is it is like they'll be, they'll talk about one thing and then sean will tell a story about this <laughs> and then chris will react and uh, it's it's wild it's well, you're wild. right. You're right, though, because if it had structure, it would probably wouldn't be worth. They couldn't. Be, they wouldn't be able to, to push that. Um, uh, do you think this fight's a, a finish, or do you think it goes to the card? I I think every Chris Curtis fight is bound for a decision. Give it. Give him off off credit. I guess. Um, I guess in a sense. I mean, he did go to the card against Sean uh, his last time out. Um, he was, I never thought Sean was in any danger of losing that fight though. Uh, I watched that one, but, uh, I don't know. I think Amavov might give Curtis some problems. Uh, I think he's Ranger. Maybe his movement's a little different. Maybe it takes Chris a little bit to, to adjust that, but I, I think Chris could figure it out and ultimately win it. I think it's going to be a close fight. Uh, but I would take the chance on the dog hair money line, obviously. Well, Amavov, <laughs> he loves to fight Americans. He fought Strickland, lost, beat Buckley, where he yeah. won the first two rounds, and then the third round, Buckley tried to come back. Yeah, uh, he, he he got on, he coasted. He knocked out Ch uh, our boy Chabazian, yeah. uh, and then Ian Heinish he knocked out. So I mean, he's he's American killer. But then Phil Hall's beat him by decision. So if you think maybe Curtis by decision, because when he loses Americans, it looks like he loses by decision. Yeah, that's I. I would just take the plus one thirty ish or whatever it is. Yeah, I mean, would you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's not like my five star play of the card, but I, no. I like Chris. I like Chris enough. I'm gonna be rooting for him, so put a few bucks behind him and hope to win. That's where I'm at. It, I yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I mean, 
It just, I mean, it, it could be a decent fight, you know, because Chris is capable of if, if the guy's willing to throw with him. Um, yeah. And the other guy's not a, he's not a bad fighter. This is a good fight. It's not a bad fight. No, I, so, like, I like it. I yeah, like, yeah. I, I kind of like Amavov going forward, but I, I just want to see more out of it. Yeah, but he disappointed me when Strickland beat him. I thought he oh, was that's making... what I mean. I, I had him against Strickland, and yeah. that was a big mistake. So. But I'm telling you, these French, you, you can, I know he's not pure French, just like Gon's not pure French. You can't trust him, man. You just can't trust him. All right. Well, let's let's move on to the pay per view, the main card portion of the uh, UFC 289 pay per view. How the hell is this on a on a main card? Go ahead. It just it is what it is. We'll start with the middleweight fight to kick things off. Uh, Mark Andre Barial, the Canadian, minus one thirty two favorite, going up against Eric with a Y. Uh, Eric Anders ain't is ain't his nickname your boy or whatever. Uh, <laughs> Lame. Anyway, he's plus one hundred six. Yo, so boy. They, yeah, according to Barstool, by the way, I'm reading yeah. the Barstool ones. He he um, played. Is this the guy that played at Alabama? He did. Okay. He did. Um, I love the Canadian here. Do you? Well, I should. Yeah, a little behind the scenes, uh, or my thought process, or kind of how I look at things. Um, I like looking at the uh, handle percentages and the bet mm-hmm. percentages. And, it, and this line just keeps shrinking. Barrio, when I sh- what texted you the other day, it was like minus one forty something. Now he's down to minus one thirty. Anders, he's Anders had like seventy percent of the bets already, and it just seems to keep moving a little bit. Um, I don't know. I, I just I, it, it's a fade the public play. He's fighting on his home soil. I'm not that impressed with Eric Anders either. So I just think all the ingredients should mix it up. And I, I would lay it on the dog, but don't do it yet, I think. As we get closer to the fight time, I think you're going to get a better deal on uh, MAB here. That, that's just my thought. I don't, you, might, you might have a different cap. Is Anders better in your opinion? What, what's your thought process on this one? Well, I'll tell you what. Mark has 10 knockouts. Mm-hmm. I like and Mark, too. Mark has 10 knockouts. Anders has nine knockouts. So you got one with ten. He's ten knockouts, been knocked out once. Andrews, Andrews, nine knockouts, been knocked out once. Is this a finish or does this go the distance? Well, here's my little uh, selfish gun shy play. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like anytime I, I'm betting like the the finish prop where I don't have a, I'm not staking my bet to one side or the other, it always loses. <laughs> and, it, and and it's and it's like a no doubter. I don't even get a knockdown or a wobble or anything. It is like ah, oh. it is like a guy will get a hold of another guy and have four minutes of ride control time in a round, just an that's, innings eater, as I call that's, it. That's horrible. Those are the worst. <laughs> and you're just you can't do anything. You're you like, can't. Oh, you're it's it's such bad. a waste of a bet. Yeah. Mm-mm. So the I I see where you're at personally. I'm not going to do it because I don't have any luck with those. Well, but that doesn't he, mean others don't have luck with those. So do what you want, I guess. Well, he's out of Kill Cliff. We know about Kill Cliff. They got a bunch of guys. Some are good. Some are overrated. Um, what about his nickname, Marks? You like it, Power Bar? That makes me like him a little bit less. If I'm going to be honest with you, <laughs> I'll be honest. I'm about to handicap and power bar. Wait, what's Eric's though? Let's let's do. This. Yo, boy! Oh, it is. You're. 
God, both these suck. Oh, bad, bad. What would your What would your nickname be if you were a UFC fighter? I I just feel like everybody calls me P or my last name Peacock. Really? Yeah, that's kind of what everybody everybody's called me. Like either the letter P or P P E A, like half my last name or Peacock. Yeah. So I don't okay. know. Yeah. All right. Lame, but it is. You might as well be Power is. Bar. <laughs> no, no, Power, I, power I, Bar is bad. I did. I mean, can, can you handicap against the name? You can. I'm still. I'm still taking him just because you. I don't think your boy is uh, much better. Like it's, that's just. That's like a generic NBA Live or NBA Street like name. For like a created player. Oh, your boy, your boy with the ball, your boy with the rebound. But I will say this: he lost to Munez, got subbed, and he lost to Park. Those are pretty decent fighters. Um, and then, but our, but I'll tell you what: uh, Mark got beat by one of my guys I really like now. That Anthony Hernandez got subbed by him. This is yeah. this is the even Steven fight. I mean, it really is. What what's the money line? Is it it's low, right? So it's Mark Mark's down them being uh, a minus one thirty two favorite right now in bars. But you said you said there's more handle on American. It's almost eighty percent on Eric. So so, so the book's kind of showing you what they think. Yeah, but uh, like I said, but is I it a home it, pick? I think you're gonna get a deal if you wait. Really? So you, you think we might wait. be able to get them down to even money almost? I don't know if it gets quite the even, but it, yeah. I mean, like I said, I, or you saw it the other day. It was it was well, like you, minus one forty, minus one forty five, and we're down to minus one thirty. So are the, on are the bet the bets and the handles are at least seventy percent over on mm-hmm. uh, Anders? Uh, yeah. What what would you do if you saw Mark go up to like minus one forty five, one fifty? Would you think that's a green light? Like he's winning this, no matter like it's almost a shoe in. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, if but I, I I still think that if if the handle keeps on Anders, they have to adjust it closer to even anyway. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. you're you're getting a deal on Mark anyway. Well, I was um, just saying the sharp that would be a definite sharp money if you saw a movement. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, that could happen Saturday too. Maybe you try to pluck this Friday or early yeah. Saturday before the sharps. Or happen. maybe or maybe you just maybe you watch this line up to fight time and then live bet it. And get a better deal. Like if one say 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 you like Mark and he gets down the first round, you can jump in, maybe get two to one on your money. I don't know. It's throwing different angles at it, but that's it's probably a good fight, I'll be honest with you. But yeah, I, I and it's really I don't have a strong opinion on either guy uh winning. It's just the 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 money's way yeah. out of whack here. That's kind of why I'm Mark. I, I I agree with you, Tyler. And he's at home. He's in Canada, and you're mm-hmm. getting a guy that's not getting the uh, the pot. So I'm with you. I'm with you on it. Yeah. All right. Let's go to the featherweight division. The, the fucking the UFC. They're they keep doing this to me. Seems like every other card they're putting two guys I like uh, up against each other. Well, make hey, a, make me welcome back, Tyler. Welcome back to the new UFC. When you like yeah. somebody, they're gonna fight another guy you like or another girl yeah, you like. It is. That's what this. <laughs> this is what it is now. Uh, in the featherweight division, we got a 13th rated Dan 50k Ige, the American minus 275 according to Barstool, going up against Nate the Train Landwehr. 
uh, plus 210 on the other side, according to the bar. So also an American. This is the complete opposite of the fight we just talked about. 50K Ige, Nate the Train, two electrifying nicknames. Uh, they fit both guys. Yep. Nate, yep. Nate's kind of a, Nate's a weirdo. He's kind of cheesy. No, he's super cheesy. Let me ask you this before we break the fight down. Do you think he's self-aware? Like, the, is it shtick? He knows it, or is Nate just one of these like rah-rah guys that gets himself going? I think he, I think he knows it, but he isn't he a hick from down by Tennessee? Any from he, Tennessee? Yeah, but he he seems like a, a uber positive guy. Like, yeah. And I, I always it, think those guys are shtick, but like there there are some people in the world that they're just like crazy happy all the time. Well, when I think of crazy, I don't know. My one of my favorite comedians. He's so hard to know if he's doing stick or if he's Theo. Yeah, Theo. So yeah, yeah. And, and when you get down south, you get a lot more of these characters. Bryce, uh, our boy Bryce. Uh, there's so many of these guys U- UFC that are from down south, and you just don't know is that really them or because Nate Nate can say some wild stuff, but. Oh, Nate's, Nate's insane. <laughs> Nate, literally yesterday in the press conference, Nate said he is he's scared going to bed knowing that Dan has to fight a monster that he is. <laughs> well, actually, he said fucking monster, just yeah. to emphasize it. So, uh, and he said it like real calm and cool, collected, but it's just, it's Nate. He's kind of got a little triple C, Henry Cejudo, uh, king of... King of corn, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Cringe, not corn. King of cringe kind of uh-huh. quality to himself. But as for the fight, I think it's crazy. Nate is a two-to-one underdog. Uh, I know Dan could put anybody's lights out. I like Dan, like I said at the top of this thing. But I think it's disrespect. The money, uh, the handle's crazy. Uh, Dan the being the big favorite, and it keeps growing. And before I even looked at the lines, I kind of thought Nate had a good chance coming off that really impressive performance last fight. So I think he'd take the chance right here. Plus 210 on Barstool. Nate the win. Um, I'm not I'm not promising it or guaranteeing it, but I'm interested to see where you're at here. Well, I'll tell you this. On this fight, this and honestly, this, this might be the best fight on the card. Um, I agree. Or, well, or, I mean, or at least top two or three. Yeah, yeah. Top two or three right. fights. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. This is one, two, or three top fights. This is actually a really good fight. It doesn't matter what card you put this fight on. Uh, Danny Gay, he's one of these guys where every time he has to step up, he comes up short. But I'll tell you this about Dan. He never has been submitted, ever. He's never been finished. He has five knockouts, five submissions, 16 wins, six losses, all by decision. He's as tough as they get. Um, I think he's Polynesian. Um, he's, he's he's tough. He's quiet. Um, he, his strength of schedule to me is is a lot better than Nate the Trains. I mean, his losses are to the Zombie, to Emmett, Josh Emmett, and to Evolve or Evolve, however you say his name, the undefeated Russian. Those I mean, are, those are three tough cats. Yeah, and all three. <laughs> yeah, and he also lost to Cater that way. He uh, he beat Gavin Tucker, who was you know up and coming Canadian. Knocked him out. I mean, knocked him. You, you should watch that one. It's, it's a highlight reel. He knocked Gavin's block off. Um, he beat Bar, uh, Edison Barbosa. Actually, that was a, that was a that was a, a toss up. Um, the Calvin Cater fight. He got beat, but I mean, still Calvin Cater, Cal- tough tough dude. Yeah. I, I just I the strength of schedule tells me to take Dan. I could even take Dan by finish, but I will say this: Nate's on. A I, I, 
I would yeah. agree with you on the finish for Dan if you're gonna bet him. Yeah, but my thing is this: Nate is on his. He's kind of got a streak going. He hasn't beat the same guys. Now he did beat David Onama, who we kind of like. A crazy fight, one of the most craziest fights you'll ever watch. And then we remember we really were impressed because that the Onama fight was so crazy. We we're like, this guy's insane. How can you bet him? But then you watch him fight that Ling that Lingo Austin Lingo guy last time. Remember, and, he was so, and we and we kind of liked Lingo's tape going into that fight. Yeah, but he was so composed he, against him. He picked him apart, and, and I then think got, and then got the, the got the submission, I believe. And so. this guy, this guy also beat Darren Elkins. But see, this guy's law. He's Juicy J knocked him out, and Herbert Burns, not Gilbert, his little brother Herbert, uh, knocked him out. That that concerns me, with Nate, because that's crazy, Nate. But this guy's been the champ in M1. Is, is I, Nate starting to find his ground? Because maybe the money, because maybe Dan Ige will let you down. Is this a fight where he lets you down and you're getting Nate a two to one? Well, I think honestly, the key is Nate, Nate's just got to. Nate's got to fight smart because I could see Nate just trying to trade with Dan and that's where that, you could get in no, trouble. No, I would not. No, <laughs> yeah. no. But I, if Nate is composed like he was against Austin Lingo his last time out in the cage, I think well, he wins. I think he can. Tyler, I'm, you know what? You're, you're starting to make me drink the Kool-Aid because I was coming into this saying I, I'm on Danny Gay, but I've been here before and Dan has left me at the altar empty-handed. Listen, so if, if 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 Nate was plus one fifty, yeah, one sixty, one forty, like in that mid, you know, underdog range. You're saying the juice is worth the squeeze on this one. Yeah, and the public's on Dan. Like I, I yeah. get it, but I I like Nate's form, and I think uh, you you could hit a two to one dog here. I really do. You know what? I'm gonna put a unit on this because I I'm just gonna go with you. The value. I, I thought this should be like a 135, 140, 145, maybe 150 mm-hmm. uh, plus 150 for this is a lot of this is was it plus 210? Yeah, I mean, I'm well, with you sh- shopping around. I that's what, yeah, you might, yeah, you might find it 225, you know, yeah, and that's and you should always shop it around because people don't realize when you're every time you wager that extra two, three dollars, five dollars, ten dollars, it adds up. Um, so yeah, definitely shop it around. Especially uh, if you're a nickel dimer like I am. I yeah. have an egg or better. Mm-hmm. So because every uh, dollar matters, right? Yeah. So I yeah, but I'm with you. This could be a, a fight of the night candidate. It's a top three fight on paper on the card. Can um, I give you uh, one more angle here? Um go for it. Nate the train, he actually his his punches, you know, per minute or whatever. He's he's active. Yep. He he doubles uh, Dan, and Dan's a little slow. Dan kind of likes he kind of likes to pick and choose when he punches, um, but when he punches, he, he's usually accurate, and he has some heavy hands. But if he doesn't finish Nate, you might get Nate by decision here. That, that's what I was thinking. I mm-hmm. I, I think. But the, uh, like you said, though, the money line. We why do the decision when you got a two to one money line? Yeah, don't get don't try to be a hero. Like, yeah, don't be a hero. That's that's our saying too. Don't be a hero. Don't be yeah. a hero. Take what they're giving you. Yeah. All right. Let's go on to the welterweight division here. Uh, Canadian Mike Mallet. He is a minus two twenty favorite going up against an American Adam Fugit. Um, plus one what seventy? Yeah, one seventy on the take back. Um, I like Mallet. I I I just you know I think the line's fair. He'd probably a parlay piece for me. This 
Do you get have a chance? Do you do you think he wins outright? Do you like Mallet? Where are you at with this fight? Well, you, I was on Mallet. I think he has some hype around him. I kind of like his trajectory, the way he's been fighting. Mm-hmm. He's been in the UFC three fights, one by sub KO and sub. Um, so, I think so. KO. If we're doing the the zigzag theory, he's, he's going to knock him out. Well, he's got four four KOs and he's got five subs. Um, <laughs> this hey, this guy fights out of I don't want to say a profanity or a, a slur. Let me say Niag- it slowly. Niagara top team. <laughs> <laughs> He's a Niagara top team. Um, so I just think, oh, let's be honest, all the other Canadian fighters probably could lose. There, there's, a, there's a good chance they all could lose. Um, is this the one golden boy that they're well, putting, him, I, yeah, they putting think, him in the I, spot? Is this a spot? I think Mallet got some, some, they're trying to hype him up here, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, what, the last. Canadian star I could think of is GSP. Now yeah, I, one of the one of the greats, right? Oh yeah, he's top five all time probably. But like, it's been a while since Canada's had uh, a mixed martial arts star. I don't know if Mallet's gonna get to that level, but I I like him. I I think he I think he wins this fight. I think you just gotta decide how. Well, I got two things to tell you. I was all over Mallet before. Last night, I was going through it, you know, doing my research, handicapping. I, th- I always ask my wife to look at the pictures of them, right? Yeah. And I say, I say, hey, babe, who you like here? Look at both guys. And she looks at them, and she, she's a sucker for abs. You got abs. My wife is yours. That's just the way she is. But she was looking at both these guys, and she actually picked Adam. And I was like, oh, shit. Because really? I re- I'm like you. I really think that they're trying to put – is it Mike? Is that his first name? Mad Mike. Yeah. I really think they're trying to put him in a good situation. But then when she picked him, I'm thinking, okay, let me look at him a little bit more. He's he's one-on-one in the uh, UFC, been knocked out, but he got knocked out by our boy, Morales, who has not fought in a long time, undefeated Morales. Yeah, I think he's on a milk cart now, Mike yeah. Morales. Yeah, we love that guy. He's missing. Um, but yeah, this guy, that was his first fight. He comes back and gets a knockout his next fight. He's got five knockouts, three subs. He actually has a two to three inch reach advantage. And you know where his gym is? No. It's pretty intimidating. Art of War MMA. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm with you. I think they're putting this mallet guy in a perfect position. I, I would take him by finish if I'm taking yeah. him. But uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a little nervous. This Canadian's got me nervous on this card. All right. Well, let's move on to uh, would, the would co- you take Wait, real quick, uh, Tyler. Would you yeah, take him by finish or would you take him just money? Just Would you take the money line and add it on a parlay? I think I'll parlay him. I, I think I like, I mean, it's square as hell. But I, I think I got Dvorak, Maverick. Yeah. And- okay. And now that circle. Does that give you about plus? Is that about plus two hundred? Yeah. 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 It's square. I'll give you. Squares hell. Squares hell. But but sometimes square gets you to the window too. So, um, I mean, I'll I'll I'll, I'll tweak it. That ain't locked in. I haven't bet it, but I. Those are kind of the three I kind of have circled in my mind. Where that's probably I, I. I think I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. I think if you put oh, yeah. Mike Mike Mallet with um, either either well, if you put him with definitely with David at minus, I see minus two seventy on Caesars with David. 
That would give you that probably give you almost plus money by itself without even having the girl on there, the lady on there. But if you take all three, you're probably getting plus one fifty or more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that that'd probably be my move. Um, like I said, I'm not really locking anything in at the moment, but that's kind of where my my head was at on it. So um I don't know. I mallet, one more thing on mallet. Mm -hmm. He's Canadian. Don't he look like the bully on like a, a teen movie? He does. You're right. He does. <laughs> he, he does. He, he looks like the the quarterback in a in a teen movie. Hey, well, that right. he kind of looks like the uh, guy from American Pie, Oz. Now he he wasn't he wasn't Stifler, but he was the big jock. <laughs> yeah, was one of the greatest line one of the greatest lines ever. Suck me, beautiful. Um, yep. Yeah, you're right though. He does look like he's been on a team movie. I will the, I will agree. Or or yeah, he's the jock like if uh <laughs> if uh, DJ Tanner brought Mike Mallet home in the night. Oh yeah. Yeah, they're on the couch making out and uh, yeah. what's, what's the dad's name? Rest in peace. Dan Danny, Danny. Danny Danny walks in on them kissing. Uh -huh. Danny walks in to interrupt them with a handheld sweeper because <laughs> he was a clean freak. Yeah. <laughs> And make it real uncomfortable for Mike and DJ. Hey, hey, what are you kids doing? Yeah, you and then Kim, Kimmy comes through the window. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the show writes itself, dude. He, he is, he is, he is a clean dude, though. He is a clean, and he has a good physique. I just don't. I hope, hopefully, Adam is not that scrappy warrior um, that you get sometimes. You know. Yeah, it could be. Um, all right, let's move on. Co-main event here. Lightweight bout here. Two top four guys going at it. Excited for this one. Uh, number one, rated Charles Oliveira, plus 123, according to Barstool. And the favorite, number four, Benil Delarouge, or Darius, excuse me, uh, number four rated, minus 152 on Barstool. Uh, Brazilian going up against an American here. Um, dude, I, I don't know. I I know you have strong opinions on this one, so I'll let you have the floor here first. Well, you know I love Charles. Charles, oh Charles, I rode the train as he beat every American on his way to the championship. I was betting Charles every fight, and then I went with him one last time, and you were there with me when he got stroked out. Might have, it might have been my fault just being there. No, it wasn't your fault, buddy. <laughs> we knew who we knew who was going to win that title. And uh, we knew where the line had moved. We we knew the writing was on the wall, but Charles was a small dog. Um, I was on Darius on this fight three months ago, but this fight's been postponed. I'm off it now. Do I want to watch it? Yes. I just don't like when these fights get put because the fight I wanted that I was handicapping. This isn't you know. There's an extra month here. Um, I know Charles was nicked up. I like Darius. I love the win streak. He's made me a lot of money too. I've bet him against Gamrod, against Ferguson. Eight, eight in a row, right? Oh yeah, I yeah. But there was a time when he, I mean, he's fought a lot of dudes in here. There was a time when he was, he would lose every other fight. Barbosa beat him. Alex Hernandez beat him. I mean, there was a uh, Chase beat him. There was a time where you're like, all right, is this guy going to be around? And then he went on this big win streak, just like Charles did. Remember how Charles had the huge win streak before he won the title? Mm -hmm. Um. I, I liked I like Darius. I got him. I have him on one parlay. I bought two months ago. I had him at one fifteen. What's he at now? Uh, Barstow has a minus one fifty two. Yeah. So you look. I got like thirty five point difference when I got him back. Mm -hmm. Whenever I think if he wins, he probably wins by decision. That's what I was thinking. I he's 
he's not that Charles isn't. He's just he's tough. He's more he's durable. Like, but, but well, the thing with this fight though, because Charles, I, I don't like what Charles is saying. Charles is saying what he's going to sleep thinking about the title, how he lost it to uh, Khabib's boy. He also saying you're going to see the bigger and new version of him. I hate when fighters say this. This is one of my favorite handicapping tools. When a fighter says you're going to see a new version of them, go the other way. You will make so much money because you're not going to. What usually happens is the other guy lays on him for three to five rounds. That's usually what happens. It happened. It's happened with um, Lionheart when he fought Radich. Um, I've, I've seen this happen too many times when they make these quotes. So I'm on Darius. I don't, I do like how Charles has been beating Americans. I know that Darius is an Iranian American. Is he more Iranian or more American? We'll find out because if he's American, Charles is going to probably beat him by submission. He's two to one at submission. Um, and it'll probably be a first or second round submission. If Charles wins, if that doesn't happen, I like Darius money line or, uh, money line or, uh, by decision. Yeah, it's just to me. It's kind of even though he let us down. It's to me. It's just scary to to bet against. Oh, he's a killer. I mean, he's, he can he can do anything at any time in the in the octagon, and he's gonna lay on the ground, and that's gonna be a thing. If Darius knocks him down, are you gonna go down? Because <laughs> Khabib Khabib's boy got on top of him, where a lot of guys won't get on him. They hesitate, and that's Charles wants you to come down, and Khabib's boy got down, and and, and Khabib's and Charles will quit. Charles is Ma- quick. Yeah, but Ma- Magachev, I mean, he floored him and then he mauled him. I mean, yeah, well, was... he wasn't he wasn't afraid. Where remember when no. Chandler, Chandler, and not I wouldn't say Chandler, but Portier and uh, Gaethje, they would not go down on the ground with him. Um, yeah. and and then Charles got up and took care of them, both of them. Uh, Darius says that he knows the traps that Charles has and he has to be mindful. But if he thinks he he said if he can navigate through that, that he he will find a path to victory. I believe him. But would this Charles, this Charles sucker him into it? You know, well, it, it should be a good fight. Thing. Could yeah, be boring. That could be could be boring if uh, Darius lays on him. Yeah, it could be a chess match. I one more thing though, Charles has more pop than I think everybody realizes too. He's like, gotten know, way better. Know, yes, yes, yeah. I know he's a submission guy. He, he can backpack. Yeah, he sets traps to to get that submission game working, and that's his bread and butter. But like. It's not a complete mismatch on the on the feed either, uh, in my opinion. I don't know. I guess gun the head. I I would probably go Charles, but I I to me it's an ultimate stay away, um, just because I I don't know. I I don't know where both guys are at. Like, uh, well, right dude, uh, you're with me. This fight was supposed to happen three two or three months ago, mm-hmm. and yeah, it just it doesn't have the same feel. It's like when I bet a baseball game. Like I really was high on um. Zach Wheeler strikeout total uh, last night, right? And then they postponed the game because of smoke in New York from the uh, fires from Canada. And mm-hmm. so tonight they have the same line, but I'm not on it because I won it last night. I don't have the same vibe. They're it's, sitting, they're sitting it's at my, that. It's uh, my NASCAR rainout theory. Oh, yeah. Your per- remember you, you gave me that little nugget the, what was it, about two or three weeks ago when they had that situation. Yeah, anytime the rain gets, anytime the race gets postponed the next day, not the same race, right? No, they're just trying to hustle through the race and and pick up and move to the next town. Not the you know the traveling circus type mm-hmm. uh, theory or mentality, and it just kind of throws away all the 
all the stuff you kind of thought leading into the race. So it, it just kind of, uh, yeah, it's, to me, it's a stay away. Excellent fight. Probably should be the main. It's not. I get why, because we got a championship fight. But uh, I'm, I'm excited for it. But you're right. It could end up being just one of those uh, boring Boring to the to the lay person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, just yeah. a chess match. Yeah, and you and I don't mind chess matches because that it's an art in itself. One it thing is, yeah. about one thing about this. Did you? Where was the money on this fight? I I mean I I think it was I think it, it wasn't anything remarkable. I think a lot of people was on Darius, but it wasn't. It might have been like low sixties on the handle percentage. So. Yeah, I, I just I, I like the way Darius it's you know what Darius kinda reminds me of um what's his name? Our boy. He also from uh Iraq or Iran, our boy who fought uh just fought he fought the Brazilian and he won. He's been on such a big win streak. Maha uh remember the name. Oh Bilal. Yeah. He, he, Darius just has the same kind of feel like like he's that, gonna get his way to a title shot. That could be the fight. Bilal just picked um, what's his nose apart the last time out. Um, uh, Burns, right? So mm-hmm. this, this could be the same kind of that wouldn't surprise me. Um, yeah, I think the lie movement tells you the books like Darius, um, but Charles is so damn. He's uh, 30, 30, 30 finishes. Yeah, it's scary. Scary yeah. dude. So, um, all right, let's go to the women's bantamweight title bout here. Uh, the champ, double champ here, Amanda Nunes, minus 360 now, according to Barstool, the favorite, going up against the fifth-rated Irene Aldana, the Mexican, uh, minus two, or plus 275 underdog on the take back. Um, I have my thoughts on this one. I could share them or give you the floor here first. Well, I think you and I have one angle that a lot of people should be hip to. I'll let you go ahead and take the floor, but I think you and I are on the same page on on this fight. Okay. So Brandon Moreno, he's a champ. He's he's Mexican. Yeah, yeah, Rodriguez, it's an interim champion, but champion nonetheless. Uh beat Josh Emmett to, to get the interim belt. He's a Mexican. Alexa Grasso. She uh she took down Shevchenko recently in an upset. She's a Mexican. She's a champ. So Viva Mexico feels like it, it's their time to shine here. Um, I think you and me, we both like Mexican fighters. Like, you know, we're boxing fans back in the day. Always kind of like the the Mexican. I call it the Mexican fighting spirit. They, they just, they're tough. They never quit. And all that leads me to want to take the plus 275 and, and think Aldana can pull the upset here. Now I know Nunes is the goat in the in the women's side of things, um, but I don't know, man. I I think Aldana's bigger and in a stand up fight. I think she has the advantage. I know Amanda's knocked uh, chicks out in her career too. So, but uh, I don't know. And Aldana fights all the same gym, Lobo uh, MMA in Guadalajara, same gym that Grasso does, and I think Yair might be a part of that gym too, but. I know her and Grasso are training partners. So uh, I'm going to take a shot on the dog. That That's definitely going to be a play of mine. Um, straight straight up, you know, almost three to one here. So, again, not trying to be a hero, a little bit of a hero. But, I mean, do you give what, – what percentage chance, I guess, would you give Aldana here? 
honestly? I'd probably give her between uh, 20 to 35% chance to win. I was, uh, I was hoping you'd say 40, but that's fine. Uh, well, I could give her 40. Um, I'm with you. These Mexican fighters, they're, they, maybe they're finding their stride because in boxing, they're so damn tough. And some of them are champs, some aren't champs, but they're so damn tough. And UFC, they, I mean, they're hitting stride now. And it's almost like a blind bet because Amanda's not getting um, – I know she has her own gym now. She left American Top Team. But yeah, the, the Lioness Club, right? Yeah, it's yeah. You're in the you're in the yeah, you're in the or den. Li- Lioness Studio or whatever. Yeah, you're in the you're in the den when you're with her. Mm-hmm. Um my thing with her though, she made comments where uh Pena, uh she wanted to quit when Pena beat her, but she came back. Um I I'm not crazy about uh is it Irina. Irene, whatever. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, because every time she's had a big fight, Holly Holm, uh, Rachel Pennington, and uh, Ch- Kaylin Chikagian, all decision losses. Um, two of them were split, and then Holly beat her unanimous. But she's never been submitted, which I, I that I like. So, and she's a little bit taller than um, Amanda. So, so does she get knocked out? I'm with you. I think you could put a unit on her and just blind better. Between her and Nate the Train, you probably have a shot to hit one, right? That that's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. And they're both two units plus. Mm-hmm. I honestly, if I'm looking at her, if I'm looking at the losses and and Amanda's history. Now, some of these losses were a long time ago because she until Pena, she hadn't lost in a long time. She's been knocked out two times, submitted twice. But she got knocked out by Cat Zingato, uh, third round. And she also got knocked out by Alexa Davis, second round. And these were three-round fights. And she got submitted the first round. And, of course, Pena got her, what, second round. If you were going to go, would you go by decision or finish with Irene? Are you just going to just take the, the plus two whatever and just not get, get sexy with it? I'm taking I'm, – yeah, just give me the money line. I'm not getting cute. Um I don't know. I think, I guess I, I would think she just points her to a win if she wins. So it probably goes to the card. But what if she just peppers her and takes her out? Like, I don't see her submitting her. I if, guess. I would say to me, and this is a crazy bet. If, if I, I would take her money line, a unit, I'd put a half a unit on her knocking her out and mm-hmm. maybe the fifth round, fifth or fourth round. Well, another another angle I'm looking at. If you but I'm with you. Last... I'm with. Yeah, I think the decision is probably the safer bet, right? Yeah, and if you're looking at the last couple of women's championship fights, yeah, I feel I feel like the dogs won at least two out of the last three. Yeah, they they definitely have a. Uh, they're at least five hundred. I think they're over five hundred. So it's just to me, I kind of like those chances too, where it just seems like it's a little bit of a revolving door here uh parody in a good way so yeah i I mean i don't have much more to say on that i'm not crazy confident i just think like you mentioned nate and aldana both of them over two uh two units on the on the take back if one of them hits it it pays for your night if that's the only two bets you make so well Um, yeah i i mean i mean let's be honest i mean nunez could go out and just beat her ass um 
Yeah, very that very well could happen. But it's just the way the Mexican fighters are fighting. It's just it's yeah. weird. It's weird. It's weird. She's probably the weakest. And when you go Morano, Yair, and uh, who's the who's the other girl that beat that won the title against Shevchenko? Awesome. Yeah, I think all three of those definitely are step above fighter than this girl. Um, but she's tall. She she built kind of like a kangaroo. So if you're in the kangaroos, remember that movie Kangaroo Jack? If you're in the Kangaroo Jack. Do I remember it? I watch it every night. <laughs> that movie is so ass. Um, yeah, I, I I don't think this this chick is a great fighter. I think she's a good fighter, but man, I mean the Mexicans almost have you wanting to bet them. Mm-hmm. So yep. and, and when what's a unit? If you hit her and eight to train, you're still up, right? Yeah, plus she's plus two seventy five right now, and eight's two ten. I'd be willing so. to do that on yeah on a unit on each. Yes, and if you hit them both, what oh. a night. So would you would you do a little quarter parlay or no? No, no. Again, the, don't try to be a hero. This ain't a great card. Uh, I should, I should have had you had the calculator out. We should have did her money line, right? Darius money line, Mike Mallet money line, Nathan Train money line, with uh, Blake money line. It says uh, right here. I'm, I'm punching in. Uh, <laughs> you, you will get a brand new Kia if all this hit. So. <laughs> Well, because you and I, you and I like Mike. I like Darius in the money line, the way the money's moving. Nate the train has great great value. Everything would be sitting on uh on uh on the Mexican to win for the parlay. Well, you know what? We're probably gonna put that in together or, or separately and talk about it. But yeah, we're we're laughing about it now. But if you it's guys out over, there listening, it's gotta be over twelve to one, right? <laughs> Yeah, if you guys understand who we are, that that's probably going to get played. So, yeah, just saying. But yeah, you're, you're, I'm with you though. I'm on all these fights. I think a lot of these fights were were similar. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not a great card, and actually, for us to talk an hour about it, that just tells you a lot about us. We like to talk, but it, you know, you never know. Sometimes you watch these things and you you get great results. Sometimes you watch them and it is what what you thought it would be. So. Thanks for having me on. Uh, do you want to talk about oh, horses wait, real quick? Got, yeah, we got yeah. two more things real quick. We'll get out of here. Well, you no, got you got to give me your money NASCAR plays too because I need those. I, I'll close the I'll close the show with that. Let's Belmont okay. real quick. Yeah. Third and final leg of the Triple Crown. Uh, Triple Crown is not on the line for uh, any horse or anything like that. But uh, what, do, who do you like? I I got one here. No, I'll let you go. You go ahead, and then uh, and I'll throw I'm, mine I'm out there. Back. I'm going back to a horse that uh, I bet on at the Kentucky Derby. He's three to one. It's coming out of the second post position. Oh, you can't leave him alone. I can't leave Tap and Trice alone. <laughs> so that that's where that's where I'm going. Um, again, no confidence in this whatsoever. But uh, across the board, I, I think I'll take Tap and Trice. Three three to one morning line. Who knows what will come. Uh, when they they enter the gates, I'm sure we'll move around like horse betting. Um, it's a weird system. Just you just know that that three to one means absolutely nothing right now. But uh, I don't know. He's what third or fourth on the board. <clears throat> kind of that sweet spot. I like. I like the horse. Um, yeah. So that that's kind of where I'm at. Where what what's your cap if you have one? I'm gonna tell you this right now. Saturday is gonna be kind of a busy day. 
I mean, most people, maybe not. Most people are going to be out and about doing their thing in summertime. It's not football season. I get it. But you got UFC card Saturday, right? You mm-hmm. got the, the NBA is not playing. They're playing Friday, right? They're tomorrow. They're not playing Saturday. So you don't have them. You have soccer. But you also you also have the uh, the French Open finals, female finals. The women's finals should be Saturday. Mm-hmm. I, I think this I think this horse race is the best thing on Saturday. To really? Be I do. Because you have all the racers from the Kentucky Derby, the favorites, going at it with less horses. How many horses are in? Eight, nine, ten? I think eight or nine. You got you got uh, Angel Vampire. You got your Trice. You got Forte. You got the guy that just won, the horse that just won. What's his name? National Treasure. Yeah. Um, and if you know anything about all these horses, this is going to be a hell of a race. These are these are. I'm, I'm more excited about this race than I am anything this weekend. It's crazy. I well, think I think this race like, is going to be great, and it's long. It's the longest race. Um, I love this there's race. Not, there's not like a crazy. Well, when I was looking, no, maybe it's changed, but there's not like a crazy underdog either. No, um, I mean there's there some are, horses that are a little outclassed here, but not badly. I will say no. this. I, I see why you like Trice. I was on Angel of Empire um, for the Derby. He, he he was there. He didn't get it done. But I also threw out Mage at everybody. I said we both, it, were, we both it, and we end, and then we end up yeah. Come race day, we t- at, at sixteen to one, we both hit. I mean, so I think between all those favorites, I like all of them. I, Forte has never lost a race. I, I'll have to take Forte. Well. Yeah. And Forte was the Derby favorite until I had to pull out. Yeah, and, Thursday or Friday before the race. So. I think if yeah, I think if it's how Forte probably finds a way to win, maybe yeah, not. Probably. Maybe just hits the board. The horse I'm looking at at value, I think, could maybe show. You could put on maybe a trifecta or superfecta. I'm actually might play at twenty across. Even though I think the horse that you like, I think Forte and I think Angel Empire, I think the and National Trail, I think those are the top four horses. Yeah. I, I kind of like Hit Show. And I'm telling like you, name. he's 10 to 1. He got fifth place in the Derby. He got first place and second place in, two, in the Wood and another race leading in. I'm telling you, this horse, he's also ran by Brad Cox, who's won one of these. Now, Pletcher has won three of these, and he's got, he's the one that has what? Is he the one with Tapatrice? Yeah. Well, I think he's got Tapatrice, and he might have another horse in the in the belt. Does he have Forte? He has Forte. No, Forte is not his, is it? No, I I can't remember if it's or is it Angel. Uh, he's got two or three I think, horses. I think it's there. Angel Vampire and Tapatrice. And, and I think what well, I, I think Hitch shows his too, or is it Brad? Or did I tell you Brad Cox? Anyway, I yeah probably. Okay. Well, it, these two guys have both have horses, multiple horses. Um. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think Hit Show is intriguing because I saw this before in races before. That got the horse that won, I think last year was Mo Dangle. Mm-hmm. I think he was fourth or fifth, either at the Preakness or at the Kentucky Derby. And I think Dang- Dangle might have been a Pletcher horse. He might have, yeah. If we look at, it, I yeah, I don't know. I think so. so what I'm saying is, Hit Hit's it hit show it just at 10 to one. It these are horses that like mage at 16 to one. These are horses I kind of like to bet even to bet to show you get double or triple your money. If it, if it comes mm-hmm. there. So I think that's a steal, but I, I'll be on Forte while you're on trice and angel vampire could win it all. So, and, and don't knock out national treasure. It's a good horse. And, uh, Bob Baffert, I mean, this horse has been around. So I think this race, I'm telling you, it's at seven o'clock. 
mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure it's on NBC, right? It's where all the ma- all these major races are. I'm no, telling I you, I think it's I think it's Fox this year. You gotta be shitting me. No, I think it's Fox. Oh, I thought NBC just locked in all these. Okay, no, it's well, Fox. I'm telling you, if any listeners are out there, you want to see a good race. I think this race really to watch. Uh, well, and it's 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 a little longer race, two two and a half minutes, like. Yeah, it's you a know, mile, mile and a half, it. right? Yeah. yeah, you don't have to devote uh, your whole night to it. So, yeah, tune in. I, I really like it. I, I think I, I'm excited about this race. I wasn't really high on the Preakness, even though I did no. hit National Treasure. Um, so, yeah, I would say, like like you you have your horse. You have Tappet Trice, right? You take and tap it. I'm on mm-hmm. 4K for the win. But I also like uh, I like uh, Hit Show's uh, value. So, yeah. Uh, Give me your uh, NASCAR play so before we leave so I can get a winner. All right. Well, I think when you look at the book, the, the top four favorites are, are like, I think they nail it. Kyle Larson's the favorite at Barstool right now, plus 475. Tyler Reddick, 5-1. to one. Chase Elliott, plus 550. Uh, Reddick and Elliott, probably the last couple seasons, uh, by far and away the two best road racers. Uh, we're going to Sonoma to road course. So it makes sense they're up there. Kyle Larson has a win. It's his home track out in Sonoma. That's a California kid. Uh, only one win there, but I think he's won the pole four or five times at Sonoma, which, I mean, that's ridiculous. That's insane. Uh, yeah. To, so in uh, the old racing adage, like to, to win, you kind of have to be up front. So uh, you could start up front kind of control the race and and stay out of traffic and harm's way that that benefits you so i like those and william byron uh 10 to 1 is the fourth guy in line three wins on the air um kind of been consistently the best car so the, the top four i i see what the book's cooking so of course i i like larson every week he's kind of a win it or wear it type of guy he you know he either has some bad luck gets crashed out or that team finds a way to, to get him up front. Last week at Gateway, it's an oval, but has, you know, long straights, tight corners, tough breaking zone. Similar to a road course, if, if there is an oval similar to a road course, Larson and, and that team was out to lunch uh, the first two-thirds of the race, and then they gambled and got him up front. And hell, he was bad on for the win, ended up finishing third after a bunch of cautions late in the race. So that team's kind of got a little... I don't know, um, just some stick to itiveness, some grit to it. Uh, if he don't end up on the record, it, it, he's a good play. So, Larson, I I think you got to play him to win or at least top five. I think he, if you played him top five, it's probably close to even money. Here's the two kind of long shot value plays I got to win or top five. Again, you're going to get even money or, or maybe a little plus money. Martin Truex Jr., he's plus – uh, 2,800. Now you're going to be like, what the hell? Truex, uh, he, he's got two wins on the year already. Um, been the most consistent, best Joe Gibbs racing car. Uh, so I like that. He's been kind of murdering top tens and top fives recently. And he's got, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> he's got three career wins at Sonoma. Now it's been a while since he won there, but, um, I think he's got the most wins at Sonoma on the active NASCAR roster. So you got to play him and at 20, 28 to one, you kind of like that. I also like this angle. Kevin Harvick's plus 2000. 
Kevin Harvick again, one of these guys. It's his last season. He like the last four or five races, he's been a fixture in the top ten, top five. And Tony Stewart's last year uh, of his Cup career. He, I think his last win might have been at this racetrack, and it kind of came a little bit out of nowhere. And I just kind of like that same uh, Ford car, Stuart Haas car. Tony won in the 14 in his last season, or one of his last seasons. I think it was his last season. Kevin Horvick's looking for that win in his final season. I like him at plus 2,000. So th- those will be my winners. But I think if you play all three of those guys in the, in the top five market, uh, if you play Chase Elliott and Tyler Reddick also in the top five market, I think all those guys, uh, oh, Larson, Reddick, Elliott, all top fives are close to even money. So <clears throat> if you want a little wiggle room there, um, you know, I, I think you're not getting rich, but the value there. Now top tens. Daniel Suarez won this race last year. He's minus 125 the top ten. So, I kind of like that. Austin Cindric. Austin Cindric right here. He's he's 15 to 1 to win the race. Soares is 18 to 1 by the way. So they're kind of high up on the board. Cindric also minus 125 right now the top 10. Kind of like that. And then a long shot here the top 10. I like Ryan Priest. Ryan Priest is plus 650 to top Man, 10. Now you're talking he's, my you're talking my language now, baby. Well, the Fords have kind of had a little bit of a resurgence here. Well, I just like that that big money, baby. Well, in the last couple weeks, but Priest was very good at at Martinsville. Martinsville is a short track. It's an oval, but Martinsville on the gas hard on the brake, getting the car into the corner. And it kind of, you know, the shifting and working the brake pedal and saving your tires and brakes, all that applies to a road course. And I, Priest, decent average finish. Uh, he's not in the top 10 in average finish, but if you look at the advanced stats, uh, hasn't had a ton of cup races. He's still young in his, his cup career. But a plus 650 in the top 10, I think out of the, out of the long shots, he's probably the best, uh, the best value. Also, I'll give you another one here, and it doesn't make any sense. I, I do like Chris. I didn't write him down, but I like Chris Busher to the top 10 as well. Uh, I think he's solid. He's another Ford guy. Um, he's minus 125, so I kind of like that minus 125 sweet spot. One more I'll give you here. It's, it's just a hunch. Plus 450 on Justin Haley. It's just a hunch. And then uh, last one I'll give you. Plus 375, the top 10. Ricky Stenhouse Jr., is, he's having a career here. He won the Daytona 500, but I think a lot of people, including myself, thought like, oh, he'll get in the playoffs because he won the 500, and a win pretty much guarantees you a playoff spot to get in the top 16. Ricky's followed that up. I think he's having a career year in top 10s already. I think he's got four or five top 10s outside of Daytona, and he's not really known as a road racer, but, I mean, last week he would have been easily seventh or eighth until he got caught up in a wreck. Uh, not of his own doing. Um, Cindric wrecked Austin Dillon and collected Stenhouse late in the race, but Ricky was well on his way to another top 10. So, uh, plus 375, take a shot on him. So, I guess okay. giving everybody multiple options, but uh, well, I, yeah. I got something here for you. All right, run it by me. 
I'm going to run it by you because I'm not a NASCAR guy, but I'm a line guy and I read lines with the best of them. So I'm going to throw this guy out there and you tell me why I shouldn't like him because I've, I've circled everything you've told me I've circled and I'm going to go through and, and see what's best for my parlays or my, my single bets. But I'm going to throw a guy out there, what I'm just looking at, just looking at lines. What would you say about AJ Almendinger? AJ's a, uh, he's, a road course. I mean, he's a full-time cup series racer, but AJ Allmendinger is a road racer, hell of a road course racer. But the reason why I haven't brought him up is he's always a trendy pick on the road courses. Okay. And if you, and if you dig into his data, uh, Sonoma's kind of a slow or slow ish. It's almost like a short track on a road course, slow corners. It's not, doesn't have a lot of high speed sections. It's kind of a, up and down racetrack, you know, you, you go up the hill and come back down the hill around the place. So it has some elevation and undulation changes. I don't know if that just kind of throws him off or what, but Sonoma by far is his worst road course racetrack. Uh, so that's what kind of made me is not want to go towards him. Is and, he a sharp, would he be a sharp play or what, what would you consider him as? Because I'm looking, I, at him. I think he'd be a little bit of a, a little bit of a public play, really. In my, yeah. Wait, which is the average? Like, is he? Is he oh, a, he's a he's a top twenty at best car ever. See, year. that's why that's why I'm intrigued because I'm looking at him at minus one twenty five, top ten on bars, <laughs> and then I go to look at the top five. He's only plus two hundred on the top five. For him to win it all, he's sixteen to one. Yeah, he and I. They already had one road course at. Uh, Dakota in in uh, Austin. Mm-hmm. I'm sure if you did some digging on those odds, I, I bet they would be maybe better at Coda, but probably similar. But okay. if you look at Almondinger anywhere else uh, on an oval super speedway, maybe not a short track. He he probably has more value at a short track. But uh, yeah, he's his his value jumps uh, to the bad side. He 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 gets. Uh, Less value at the road course just because of his prowess as a as a road racer. Yeah, my my eyeballs are, are telling me AJ Almendinger and another one I'm looking at. What do you think about Alex uh, Bowman? See, here's the thing: Bowman's still working himself through. He uh, he he hurt us back. Mm-hmm. He he wrecked the sprint car like a month ago in a sprint car race, and I think he. I don't know if he bruised the vertebrae or, it's, you know, something that sounds really bad, but mm-hmm. really wasn't. And I still think he's trying to work himself back into so he's, in the, in the yeah, seat because okay. he, he took he took a month off. Josh Berry jumped in that car for a couple okay. weeks. Okay. So, um, and, 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 yeah. and another Chase, I, I feel like Chase is due, but he hasn't really shown the speed. Um. But him being up there, his his uh, his road course dominance the last few years. That's that uh, spot for Chase or no? Huh? Is it a spot where Chase can finally get up there or no? It I is, but he everybody he, everybody's waiting for him to start get get a win under his belt, right? Yeah, and and he he's obviously coming back from the uh, he broke his leg in a skiing accident yeah. uh, earlier this year. I still think he's working himself back kind of in the shape too. So I think he might be overvalued, but again, Sunday, 
afternoon would it surprise me if the nines dominate in the race with a few laps to go and in prime position to win no that wouldn't surprise me at all okay well uh, thanks. yeah Den- thanks denny for- denny denny's also sneakily been pretty good at yeah. I mean, he's good everywhere he's sneakily good at sonoma as well too so i think you can find maybe find some value on denny hamlin as well yeah, I just I, I love the top ten plays when you're building a, a weekend parlay because mm-hmm. you, I mean you, you don't have to win the race and I, yeah and, I I've been drawn towards both the Roush Fenway guys top tens and do they always hit Brad and Chris Busher? No, but man they have improved so much they're 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 gonna be in position to top ten that's why I kind of like Busher this week. Brad, not really much of a road course guy. Yeah, you could tell by the odds that they, they yeah. put Brad back a little bit this week. Yeah, but I, again, Brad being the cagey veteran that he is and those cars are getting better. Brad, He's, he's an overachiever too, right? I mean, he's a yeah, he is now. He's a former champ, obviously, one-time yeah, yeah. champion, but that's been yeah. 11 years ago or 12 years ago now. But yeah, at, the, at where their team's at uh, – yeah, he's kind of an overachiever, but he hits. He has, he hits the board more times than it was. Is Bubba Wallace not good on these kind of courses? Because I see his odds are down. Yeah, he's not a. I, I you know, it's it's a love hate thing, and yeah. I, I think he's one of those guys that really doesn't relish the opportunity to to road race. So really, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, just, Do you just like that in a driver. Is that is that kind of like a. If, if well, I'm, if I'm I'll not tell you what, a, it's, it's weird. It's weird because, like, you know, I'm not comparing Bubba to Dale Earnhardt Jr., yeah. but but Dale Jr. early in his career absolutely just would mail it in, hated really? road courses. But later <laughs> in his career, it seemed like he just started to take to it uh, better, and the results started showing like he was that improvement and that care and putting in the work and the simulator and working with the team and uh, junior started running in, in, in the top five and finishing up front in these road races. So, you know, don't, don't count Bubba out for his career, but yeah, right now he, yeah, he's not a, to me, he's not a road racing fan. So you kind of, you kind of have to scratch him off, but he, he, he wrecked last week, uh, blew a brake rotor, but again, that, him and Reddick have been, damn consistent last month of the year too as teammates for michael jordan denny hamlin's team so but uh yeah this week i think it's a a fade bubba well i that's what the line's telling me i just Mm -hmm. ask you because you're the guy who watches what do you who do you think bobby would pick in this race i think bobby would take uh reddick okay Uh, i think reddick won two out of the three road course races last year um so i like that i like that yeah it would be a smart play what, what's reddick top ten, uh top five i think it's close to even money that's yeah, what i, I said i that's like what that. i said i i think larson elliott and reddick i think if you bet all three of them the top five you might be able to hit two of them and they're all close to even money and is it giving you the 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 five to one payout or four and a half to one payout the win does no but then again you're giving yourself a little margin for for air. They don't have to go out and take the the trophy. They can they can be up front and cash ticket for you. So uh, I think that might be the way to bet this week. Even though you know you're losing three four hundred points of value, but again, it's a little less stressful uh, 
you know, they have to win when you bet them to win, obviously. So now, do you ever do this? Because I, I do this. I do this with PGA. I'll do this with NASCAR. I'll do this with oh, a lot of sports. Do you ever do tiers where you, you'll take them top 10, top five, top three, and to win? Maybe, you know, do an 80% top 10 or top 10, you know, and then go down from there. 80%, you know, maybe 15 to 10 to five or 75 to 20 to 10 to five. Do you do it that way or you, or you just only bet one one way with the racer? No, I, I usually just will bet it straight up, whether just where I think they're going to finish at. Okay, and just so you- try to catch it in that. Um, I'm, I'm going to start – I'm gonna start working in the matchups though. So yeah, the matchups are intriguing, but I'm like, I don't know enough to get into the matchups because yeah. uh, well, you I, the, the matchups the are always, yeah, yeah, the matchups are always close to even money, which in in theory they should be, I guess, <laughs> in, in motorsports. But um, yeah, I think I think I could do good with those. I just really haven't went into that realm yet, but I, I might start. Hey, so. I want you to do that next podcast when you're with the Barberino. Why don't you, uh, why don't you pick one and throw it out there and see what happens? I'll tell. All right, I'll, man. Yeah, I'll tell it. Sounds good. All right. Well, I've I'm spent. We gave a lot of information, and uh, yeah, it should be a decent weekend in the sports world. So. Uh, we're in, well, we're in, we're inching closer and closer to football. So, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's I think there's every sport, there's something there. You know, there's people that like soccer and there's people like baseball and of course you like NASCAR and and we we both like UFC. So, you know, it, you know, we're at a time and point where everybody's everybody's going to be start Jones and really bad in the next month or two for football. True. But uh this weekend should be a decent weekend. You're right. All right, well, I'm going to plug the show, and we'll get out of here. Rate, review, subscribe, follow the show on Twitter and Facebook, at Podcast. PCAST is very much appreciated. Available on all major and minor podcasting platforms. Share it with a friend and enemy. We don't care. It's fun to do, and we appreciate you listening. And uh, for uh, that guy over there, Westside Tommy, thanks for joining me, dude. Um, And the only Tyler Peacock, uh, oh, Canada, our Honum and native land, whatever. Whatever. That's fine. See ya. See (laughs) y'all.